Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to National Championship Monday as the Kansas Jayhawks take on the North Carolina Tar Heels. Welcome, Afternoon Drive, Goodman Mason. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, we're giving away 100 bucks to Optimum Golf in the Park Hill or Rhino neighborhoods. What is that 100 bucks good for? You can get a lesson with my guy, Kyle, who teaches Mia, my daughter, and he is fantastic. Or you can use that $100, if you want to, to spend a couple of hours in their virtual bay where you can play courses all over the country. Now is the perfect time to get your custom-fit, custom-built clubs from Optimum Golf. Go check it out. Book your tee time today at the OptimumGolf.com. Well, you are representing today. Yeah, I am. Why not? Not in the national championship game that often, right? It's got to be a you got you got to you got to rep out. Well, this game's irrelevant to you, as you told me on Thursday. I didn't say that. Well, you said it's not that important. Not I didn't com- say that. Not compared to the Duke I game. Didn't say, I didn't say it was not that important. Yes, I you said, did. No, I didn't. I said which? What's more important, winning a national said, championship or, or beating Duke? But what and what did you say? Beating Duke. So listen, you've already hit. The, I did. You've you hit well, the top of the fourteener. But here's the thing: you said more important. They're both like. Nope. They're both extremely important, and maybe there's mm-hmm. like a half degree separating the other. You're saying it's like a binary thing. Yep. One is important, one is not, which is actually completely false. You have reached the top of the mountain. You beat Duke. No, you haven't well, reached the top well, of the mountain. Yes, you You've have. reached the top of the mountain in one particular thing. You haven't mm. reached the top of the mountain in the national realm. North Carolina fans should know this, and you are one of them. Whether you win a national title or not, you handed Mike Shashevsky his first loss ever at Duke. You handed him his loss in his final game at Cameron, and you handed him the final loss of his career. What would be more important, that trifecta or winning a title tonight? Enough said. Time now for the league. You didn't give me a chance to answer. There's nothing to answer. I was thinking I about it. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. Well, you could think about it, but at the end of the day, you'd rather beat Duke in a game like that, and I don't blame you. So the national championship game, and by the way, I'm a KU guy, as you know, because yes. I covered KU. Um, to me, it's more important KU wins the championship tonight because it's not as important to you. Well, KU didn't. What if KU had gone against Mizzou in the semifinal? What? Well, that used that that was their big rivalry for decades. That's that's They're, the only thing that would be kind of comparable. I mean, it's not even close. It's kind of like saying uh, Illinois. Their their rivalry is Northwestern. That's not. K- Kansas-Missouri is a lot bigger rivalry than Illinois-Northwestern, and you know that from covering it for a time, and I know that from being out there for a time. I'll tell you this. Indiana-Purdue is a joke compared to North Carolina-Duke. Don't I mean, tell me about the old oaken bucket. I mean, re- really, we're, talk, like, we're talking Carolina-Duke because the only comparable things are probably Ohio State-Michigan in football. Right. 
Alabama-Auburn. And you reached the top of the 14er. There's nowhere else to go because you've already reached the top. You know what? You knocked this out is, Coach K. This is like Colorado, though. There's another 14er right on the horizon. No, you, you reached the highest one. You, you beat your rival in the most important game in the history of your series. Now, let's put it this way. That's and you knocked Shashevsky into retirement. That's a you know what? That's a really nice thing to walk away with if they don't win tonight. If they don't, you'll still talk about beating Duke. Yes, that is that is true. Right, that is true. Right, because that's but, what means more. But, now, but the step in front of you is now that's what means more. It, it, but also, but here's the other thing that comes into play, right? North Carolina and Duke are always, always kind of in a competition for national championships, right? Mm-hmm. Here's an opportunity to go two ahead of Duke. There you go. See. So, ultimately, it does always come back to Duke. As I said to you on Thursday, <laughs> as I said to you on Thursday, if you had a choice, would you rather win the national title or beat Duke in the national semifinal? That's not how life works. It's and not always a choice. I, well, I asked you, and you said beating Duke. I'm just, using your, I'm just using your But the thing, you, you turned it into, like, one was important, one is not. That's not the case. I mean, they're both, like, like I said, they're both massive. Well, that's okay. You don't, ordi- you, you don't ordinarily get two massive things like that in a decade. Carolina's got two massive opportunities in, in literally 50 hours. Understand something. This is on tape, and we will replay this sometime later on in the show. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. Is it fun for you to give me that kind of crap on a daily basis? It is a it is a great Monday. I, Listen, you should be thrilled you're in the national championship game. I am. I'm, a, I'm, th- I'm absolutely you should thrilled. Be. I'll be crushed if they lose tonight, but I'll be, I'm thrilled right now. <laughs> okay. All right, Melvin Gordon has fired his agent, hired a new agency to represent him. League Source tells Pro Football Talk that Gordon's market is currently in the range of a one-year deal for $2.5 million. How much do you blame his agent for this? Because clearly Melvin does. He does, and I'm not sure this is... It's it's really the agent's fault. It's not. This is an actuarial table thing, right? This is, this is teams looking at a running back going into his eighth year and saying, we don't want to pay for an eighth-year running back even though he's still productive. Right. That's what this is. Right. It's, analy- it's Analytics is working against him, not his agent. The same agent got him a two-year, $16 million deal. Which was great for a guy going into year six. Right. Yeah. Right. Sometimes you have to understand that teams are not going to fall all over an older running back despite a lot of success. I think it's something like he has something like six or seven consecutive seasons of nine touchdowns or more. Yeah, and I think he has has more double-digit touchdown seasons in the last six years than anybody else in football. Yeah, he's been been tremendous. Tremendous and consistent. What's the most you'd pay for him? Most I'd pay for him? I'd go as high as four. One-year deal? One-year, four million, yeah. I'd go four. But I don't think he's going to get four. I think you're going to be able to get him for two and a half. Well, if his top dollar is two and a half, I think he comes back here. I do, too. And I, I think at this point of free agency, teams are looking at the draft more than guys who are currently available. The guys who are currently available, for the most part, are older veterans. Mm-hmm. That that that's what that's what is out there. There right are a now. lot of thirty-somethings with a lot of skins on the wall in the market right now. Look at how Tyron Matthews still on the market. How about Chris Harris? He's still there. Bryce Callahan, although he's got the injury concerns. Chris Harris, all-decade team, still out there. Yeah. 
Now, what happens at this point, though, is you just hit the nail on the head. I did. When you said they're focused on the draft. They are. All teams are focused on the draft. Now, that's why you're not hearing about a lot of free agent signings. Because you see what you get out of the draft. And if you weren't able to cross that shopping list item off the list in the draft, then you turn around and sign those guys. And the other thing is, if you wait until I believe it's May 10th, somewhere around there, then those guys don't even count against you in the compensatory formula as well. So that's why you end up seeing a bunch of May signees. And you'll probably see some of these guys linger until August. Right. Wait until somebody gets hurt on a contender, and then you didn't have to go through OTAs, you didn't have to go through the star training camp, you show up to save the day. Evan Mathis, 2015 Broncos, starting guard. That You'll see some of those signings this year for some of these guys we're talking about. I think that you can make the case that, and please tell me if I'm wrong, George Payton pretty much checked every box from what he needed out of free agency. He got a pass rusher. He got a cornerback who plays nickel, right? Mm-hmm. He uh, got an offensive lineman. He got three of them, actually. Uh, did he get a middle linebacker? He brought back Josie Jewell, but I, I think that's a guy that he wanted back. Generally speaking, free agency should fill holes and then draft fills the rest. As of right now, I don't know if the Broncos necessarily have a glaring weakness right now that they have to fill, they including could, running yeah, back. They could play on Sunday with a pretty good starting lineup, and that's if you go about free agency the right way and then you want to have maximum flexibility in the draft, you say, okay, we don't have any needs left to fill in the draft. We could line up today with what we have. And if you don't pick till number 64, that's especially true. This lineup and these pickups, like for example, re-signing Josie Jewell. You started Caden Stearns last year. You feel like he can start for you this year. Bring in Kwan Williams. Signing Billy Turner. Even signing a blocking tight end like Eric Tomlinson. What all of these things did was give the Broncos a starting 22 plus key rotational guys. Blocking tight end, third wide receiver, tight end slash fullback, nickel, etc. They basically have enough to go into, into battle with, as it were. So now at pick 64, they can go best player available. Coming up after the break, leave it to a North Carolina fan to come up with this question in the show notes. And the way you phrased it, I actually chuckled when I read it because I don't see how you got from here to there unless you're a huge North Carolina fan. I read it honestly and I thought, is Mace really going here with that? Because he's a North Carolina fan? Yes, we will talk about tonight's national championship game. But we got to go back to Duke against North Carolina. And the lens of powdered blue is in full force in the next segment as Mace is trying to claim historic game on Saturday of epic proportion. Well, I don't think you understand my comp. Oh, no, I know what you meant. But here's your tease. The 1980 mm-hmm. Olympic gold medal hockey team. Oh, Mace.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Mile High Sports Radio, if you want to reach us, you do so on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman, if you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale for your next project this summer, maybe a deck or a fence, go to rmfp.com. So we are talking national championship game tonight and what happened in the semifinals. Uh, I'll give you one more crack at the title, Mace. Uh, what going into the Duke, North Carolina game was more important? You have to pick one. What's more important? Winning the national title or beating your arch rival Duke? Like I said, by a very, 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 very narrow margin, you'd have to go with uh, beating Duke okay. in, the, in the semifinal. Not, not, not like any other game. Like, okay, we're not talking about like in the regular season, right? Because the other reason is, if you don't beat Duke, you don't get a chance to win the national title, right? Oh, I understand. You have that. to do one before the other. Yeah, but that's not your reason. It's about beating Duke. It was about beating Duke. You'll have that, and and you will have that forever. My mom says you're going to razz me the whole show. No, actually, I'm going to replay what we talked about on Thursday. Which game would mean more to you? Carolina beating Duke or Carolina beating Kansas or Villanova? Carolina beating Duke. Notice you didn't even pause. Notice you didn't even pause. Usually, you pause. This time, it was Bang, you right know why? There. You want to know why? No, I don't want to know why. We all heard it. Yeah. You don't have to explain it now. We well, know why. Well, I'll explain why. I don't think we need an explanation. Well, I'm going to give it to you anyway. Okay. Because at that moment, I'm not even thinking about the possibility of being in the national championship. Right. Champion, championship. You take it one step at a time. I was focused only on that step quoting, for the Carolina. Quoting your favorite show and the character you are most like, George Costanza, if it's not a lie, it's not a lie. If you believe oh, it. God. So, with, oh God, it was, was that your oh God from George with the Festivus poll when they wanted to wrestle? Is that what that was from? Uh, are, we, oh, are, are we devolving into feats of strength now? Apparently we are. Now, uh, Andrew and I put together the show notes every day and this coming straight from Andrew, straight from Andrew, out of the lens of powdered blue glasses. Although it's time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Remember the Tar Heel Boy wrote this, so I will read this verbatim. Some will make the case the national championship game tonight between North Carolina and Kansas is an afterthought after the North Carolina Duke game. One game that would qualify in this example is the U.S. Olympic hockey victory in 1980. The team beat the Soviets, of course, but then the U.S. had to beat Finland to win the gold medal. Here's another example. In 1991, Duke beats unbeaten UNLV in the semifinals, then beats Kansas in the national championship game. I agree with you that you are not comparing the difference between the two programs, Mm -hmm. Duke and North Carolina, Mm -hmm. like the U.S. hockey team. And the Soviets. And the Soviets. But boy, it takes a lot of chutzpah (laughs) to say that North Carolina Duke is the greatest or arguably 
the greatest national semifinal game ever making the championship game against one of the top teams in the country irrelevant. I didn't say it was irrelevant. And there's Afterthought. Some, Those that, are the words that, that you wrote. That, literally, that's what that word was thrown around in a lot of the post-game discussion. Who? A sh- bunch of North Carolina fans? No, like a bunch on the net, on TBS and then on CBS Sports Network. That is silly. It is silly, but that's just how it is because because you you had something that was unlike any other any other semifinal that we've seen in a long time. It's because it was the rivalry. It's kind of yeah. like Michigan playing Ohio State in one of the semifinals in the football championship. I mean, the hard in some ways the the hardest part of this for whoever won that game was going to be that forty eight hours later they had to turn around and play a great, truly great team in Kansas. At the end of the day, I understand the rivalry. Yeah. But this is far and away not even close to being one of the greatest college basketball games of all time. You just, oh, well. Not even close. I not mean, even close. Are you kidding me? One of the greatest college. Talk about looking at through the lens of a North Carolina I, fan. That's nuts. One of the greatest college basketball games of all time. Two rivals playing at a high level. 18 lead changes. Right. 18 right. lead changes right. way down to the wire. Armando Baycock getting hurt and then toughing it out. Oh, it's, it's like, it, what a, what, like here's, oh, it's like here's, another Kurt Warner movie. Here's what took it to another level, I thought. When you got down inside two minutes, Duke hits a three. Carolina hits a oh, three. Wow. Duke hits a three. Wow. It was going to be, it, 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 you had two teams that were two terrific teams slugging it out. Rivals for since time immemorial. Yeah. It was going to be who blinked first. In the end, Mark Williams blinked first by missing two free throws. Oh, kind of like. Was the, that was the door. And then Carolina, Caleb Love walked right through it and hit a three. Let me over let me, Mark Williams' arm. Let, let me give you a better game that I'm very familiar with. 1987, Derek Coleman, future All-American, freshman, misses a pair of free throws Indiana takes it right down the floor. Keith Smart hits a baseline jumper to basically beat the buzzer. Well, I wasn't saying that's that was... a better finish right there. Well, it's a better finish. I right mean... there. Right there. Already a better game. So there was a one point game. That game was back and forth, too. So we're saying that if it doesn't have a last like a, a, sh- a game winning shot in the final two or three seconds, it can't be a great game all time. Is that the qualifier? Top 10 game of all time, Duke, North Carolina, national semifinal game. Hell no. Really good game. Very entertaining. I understand the rivalry, but that's the lens you see it through. I can promise you if Duke won that game, that'd be one of the worst games you've ever seen. It would have been one of the most painful games I'd ever seen. There you go. But I don't sit here and say that like when when Chris Jenkins hit the shot for Villanova against Carolina in 2016, well, that was a terrific game. I can appreciate that as a game while saying that I still see... I still see no no defender on the inbound allowing them a, allow, allowing them a free trip up the court in that opening shot. I can still I can say it's a great game, but still see that in my nightmares. In all my years producing television, for the years I did that, and now doing this show with you, I've always had one thing in mind: what does the listener want to hear about? Not what do I want to hear about? Not what do you want to hear about? What does the listener? want to hear about so here's a beauty from mason as part of the show notes you ready danny 
Who has the harder job over the next few years, Hubert Davis or John Shire? Who gives a crap in this market about John Shire and Hubert Davis? You know, next time I'm just not. Nobody. Okay, you know what? Next time I guess won't do the notes. How about that? No, I want There's you to. There's a lot of transplants in Denver who yeah. could be Duke and Carolina fans. Now, I, now, a lot of people were watching that game that weekend. Yeah. Now, today, I, and today, look, <laughs> the, Bronco, look the Broncos are, could have practiced today, right? Yes. Or had OTAs. They could have gathered, right. had phase one of OTAs, right. and done their first day. Right. And if that were the case, we'd surely be talking about Broncos, 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 right? Right. They didn't do that. They decided to wait until next week to begin. Now, I have a rooting interest in John Shire because he grew up in the same neighborhood as me. But not so much I'm dying to talk about him on the show. Well, I wasn't saying talk about it for 20 <laughs> minutes. But I think that's an interesting question. Who do you think wins tonight, honestly, with your head, not your heart? Kansas. Do you? Why? They are peaking right now, and especially the second half against Miami. I believe it was 47-15. They outscored Miami when trailing at halftime. And then the first half against Villanova. Um, Villanova's shorthanded, though. Right. Let's be honest. They're shorthanded, but they were clobbering them for a while. And Villanova did a great job to get to 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 keep it respectable. I mean, Villanova actually played some played great to end of the first half, first 10 minutes, the second half, and they got down to 7. So, the best punch that Villanova had and Kansas was so overpowering that they didn't let it become a close game. And that, and that's the thing. Right now you have a a, a complete team playing especially on the defensive end playing at its peak. Right now, they they look like a championship team. I'll tell you something that's going to be music to your ears. Okay. The final days of Mike Krzyzewski have been an embarrassment to Duke University. Really? It starts with he undressed his players at home following the loss to North Carolina. That is very uncoach-like, and it is certainly very un-Mike Krzyzewski-like. Well, that was unacceptable. It was Saturday night. That's my point. I'm just getting warm. I give Mike Krzyzewski credit for shaking everybody's hands. What kind of men has he taught that walked off the floor not shaking the hand of every North Carolina player. Shame on Mike Krzyzewski. He went out with a thud. And after the way that game ended, I'm glad they lost. All right. I'm going to say something in defense of the Duke players here. Whoa! Okay. At that moment, all the Carolina players were off in the one corner of the court and they were jumping around and celebrating. And they should have been. Now... The question is: Is it up to the Duke players to wait? Yes. And yes. And I get and one and I and as I'm asking that question, the thing that goes through my mind is: Every year, at the end of a round in the Stanley Cup playoffs, they all shake. One hands. team celebrates, and then they wait. Right. And then they all and then you have the handshake. Well, so you really didn't defend Duke players. You no. you gave them a backhanded compliment. I'm, you sounded like you were defending them, and then throughout the NHL example. The Pound them into well, I submission. Was, I was thinking. I was thinking out loud. What they I did. Hadn't, was- I hadn't thought about it at first because. But what first what went to my mind is, oh, the Carolina guys are all jumping around and celebrating, and it was wrong. Yeah. Mike Shashevsky should have taught his players better. Wendell Moore was the only guy who stayed out there. Good for him. Good for he's a man. 
Seriously, yeah. he's a man. He handled it like a man. The, the last time I can remember, and this was many, many years ago, when the Bulls finally beat the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals to advance to their first final, Bill Lambeer, Isaiah Thomas, and the rest of those punks, and I'm not including my friend Scott Hastings, because Scott's a great guy. I don't know about those other guys. They walked right by the Bulls bench and didn't even shake their hands. Well, they took it to another level. It was The game was still going on. Yeah. That was terrible. I mean, that was kind of, you remember Buddy Ryan? Yep. He did that a couple of times. Terrible. Literally, I'm literally left with like one second to go. His team's still on the bench, and he just takes off and goes back to the tunnel. Yeah, I'm not suggesting yeah. that you need to be role models, yeah. but Krzyzewski failed in turning 17-year-old boys into men with the way they acted at the end of that game. I'm glad they lost when I saw that. Did I want Duke to win? I wanted Duke to win because I told you. You said over and over, yes. You- because I root for greatness. But you know what? He ended on a sour note. He sure did. Not like Bob Knight ended on a sour note. His mentor, and by the way, Shashevsky uh, despises Knight, and I have a whole new respect for Shashevsky over that. But his players handled it poorly. And when I saw that, I thought maybe I was rooting for the wrong team. I would hope... That if Carolina had lost, they would have shake. They they would have gone in the handshake line. I mean, I don't know. If I they hope would have. so. I, I hope so. I would hope so. Well, we'll find out tonight if North Carolina loses, and then we'll see. We'll see what happens with Kansas. I would imagine, though, that uh, after what happened on Saturday, I'm sure they heard about it, and they probably they may have they may have gotten a, a reminder that if you lose the game, don't forget to yeah stay and congratulate the team that beat you. By the way, so I was watching. Uh, we were up with some friends in Silverthorne. One of our friends went to KU, and I was telling her the unbelievable history and the parallels mm-hmm. between Kansas and North Carolina. Oh, those two, they're well, connected at the hip, Well, those let, programs. L- allow me to give you, not you, you probably know this, although one thing you may not know about it. Let me give you a quick history lesson. It'll take 30 seconds. Dean Smith... Grew up in Emporia, Kansas, and went to Topeka High School, Mm -hmm. which is about 20 minutes from Lawrence. He played for the legendary Fog Allen, then eventually took the head coaching job at North Carolina, where one of his assistants was Roy Williams. And most people know the story from here. Roy Williams goes to Kansas. I don't want to say that Roy Williams was run out of Lawrence, but people weren't happy with him because he could not win a national title. And then good for him, and I love Roy Williams, goes back to North Carolina and wins a handful of titles. And I think that's great. The point is the North Carolina basketball program is steeped in the teachings of Fog Allen. And now Kansas is playing North Carolina. And that is fabulous history. Well, it's basically, it's a pretty direct line to Hubert Davis from literally Fog Allen and James Naismith in Lawrence, Kansas. Right? By the way, I'm going to see if you know this uh, trivia answer. Who's the only losing coach in Kansas basketball history? James Naismith. You got it. <laughs> Coming up after the break, Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question. Russell Wilson, practicing with the guys, a lot of guys. Is this really a big deal? We'll talk about that next.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Wow. Come on, y'all. Russell Wilson. Holy. Broncos country. Let's ride. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, every Monday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products shout-out question. To our friends Ty, Cal, Kate, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. And here it is. Russell Wilson has had a bunch of uh, Broncos practicing with him recently. Outside of just wide receivers and tight ends, Garrett Bowles has been part of the group. Lloyd Cushenberry has been part of the group. These practices, well documented on video, shared on social media. Quarterbacks hold, you know, camps like this all the time. Peyton Manning had his camp at Duke, his throwing camp. So is this a big deal or not that big of a deal? Semi big deal. Scale of one to ten, ten being the highest. Seven and a half. And part of it is also everyone wondered, well, why didn't Drew Locke do this? Why didn't Case Keenum do this? Why didn't Joe Flacco do this? Well, Russell Wilson has a little bit more gravitas and certainly has the resources. He's got his own field in his backyard. He's got a private jet. There's nothing to stop him from sending that jet to go pick up all these players one by one. And certainly uh, being able to, to give them all first-class tickets, if that's what it takes, he, he can do that. Peyton Manning was able to use the all the facilities over at Duke University. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you've got that, you know, that, that level of access to facilities, when you've got, when you've got that level of performance, it's easier for you to say, hey, guys, come on out, let's practice. On a scale of 1 to 10, you said it's a 7.5 is a big deal? Yes. I'll go 12, okay. and I'll tell you why. Because for the first time in Cortland Sutton's career, for the first time in Tim Patrick's career, for the first time in the Prokers of any of these guys, the words Super Bowl and championship actually resonate. There are a lot of franchises that never talk about Super Bowl. They just talk about winning the next game. Let's try and make the playoffs. Russell Wilson has been to the Super Bowl twice. He has won a Super Bowl. He is a Hall of Fame type player. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something like, it is carved in stone winning a championship. And you need to let guys know and hammer it into their heads that it is possible. And that is the only goal. It's not beating the Chiefs for the first time in however many games. It's not winning the AFC West. And it is not winning the AFC. It is about winning a title. And here's the other thing that is so incredibly important about all those guys getting together. When you like the people that you work with, you will go to battle more with them. When it becomes a work relationship, it's a different environment. These guys are getting to know each other on a very deep personal level, and those are the guys that you want to go on the field with to win a title. Guys, what do you think? I think this is a huge deal. Well, I think the thing is, though, it's something that a lot of great quarterbacks do. But for this franchise and these players that have been mired in the abyss for such a long time, and I'd be willing to bet the words Super Bowl and championship were not were, those words were not uttered over the last five years 
or if they were, it wasn't taken seriously. No, I mean, cause it was a punchline. The pie in the sky thing. Every team says it. They say it, but the difference is Russell Wilson means it because that's what he expects. He has these guys doing film sessions. He has these guys on the field. This is what it takes to win a championship. And he is a guy who has done it. And he has all the resources at his house, film room, practice field, bunch of photographers, putting stuff on social media. He's got a whole crew, probably private chef, cooking these guys dinner. This is how you win a championship. This is a, to me, this is a huge deal. You know how the defense always seems to start ahead of the offensive training camp? I don't think that's the way it's going to be this time. No way. These guys are going to be on the same page, ready to go. Well, I, the one thing I would say is that Peyton Manning had camps of his own with his targets, and I can recall 10 years ago the offense did not start off ahead of the defense. I think if there, there's going to be, I think there's going to be a transition period even with this. There will be. And, but you know what the difference yeah, is? And I, and I, and I think you, you have to expect maybe the, the kind of like 2012, the first two to four weeks might look a little ragged at times. Oh, and that's fine. But you know what the difference is between Manning's camp and this camp? Offensive linemen weren't invited. Were they? No. Not to my knowledge. No. Guys on offense, come on down. I'm going to show you what it takes to win a championship. We're going to carve it in stone. Super Bowl. You say it enough, guys will eventually believe it. But this isn't a guy who doesn't have the chops to back it up. I think they believe in Russell Wilson, and he's probably treating them like kings down there. Best food, best facilities. All of that. Well, you always need a carrot, even with even though you're working for something great, you always need a little bit of a, an inducement, right? Well, he's got a like Peyton, he's got a bushel full of carrots. Yeah, Peyton Manning used to say, "If you come on down, I'll make sure you get tickets for the Carolina Duke game at Cameron." That was sort of that. That was one of the things that kind of helped sort of launch it. And then it became, but then after a while, it became something expected. Like you said, hey, they come on down, get some, get some. You know, get some meals and whatever, get some great food and hang out in San Diego. But, uh, you know, next year, it's going to be expected. This is a culture. Mandatory. This is a culture changing spring training is what he calls it. I think he is shifting minds on what this franchise needs to be back to. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Well, the women's national title game was yesterday evening, and a team won for the second time in six years. We'll talk a little bit about dynasties and what it takes to create one on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, 
Go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, always love to tell you about Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Worked with them uh, last year. They got me a new HVAC unit. Got the best product out there, Rudd. And Rudd only works with the best companies out there. That's why they work with Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. I got a great price, and I love the fact that they always showed up on time. With that, I want to bring in the guy who started Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air, my guy Kevin Edenfield. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Eric. How about yourself? Great. Tell us about the 30-point inspection right now that a lot of people really need to take advantage of. The 30-point inspection is going through all the key components of your air conditioner. So we look at the components in the furnace and the outside of the condenser unit, give it a hose down. So this way we can uh, know where your unit is at before we get our first heat wave or in the middle of a heat wave. And then kind of like you were, stuck without air conditioning, yep. and then uh, we got to scramble to fix it. So we're trying to avoid that with our 30-point inspection. How much of this is preventative? How much of this is maintenance? It's kind of both. So you got to maintain it. If you have a newer unit, uh, part of your warranty is maintaining it. And then uh, preventative is if you have a unit that's dirty or something and it's not clean, then you're, you're prematurely setting it up for failure. What's the cost to do this? Well, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a nice discount. Normally, we charge over $100. Hmm. Uh, I think it's close to 200 bucks, but we're doing them right now for $99. Wow, that's fantastic. Now, that's not the only type of offers you have. If somebody decides they want a brand-new HVAC unit, what do you have for people? Uh, we've got some really good financing uh, options right now. As the Things are getting a little crazy with expense. We've got our 24 months, no payment, no interest. Um, and also we have our 060, and then we have our guaranteed uh, credit approval. Now, what's that 060 again? It's something crazy, like they don't have to pay you forever? (laughs) Well, you don't have to pay any interest, and you can pay it off at any time, and you have uh, 60 months of payments. That's unbelievable. So it makes it real affordable, where you can still save some money in the bank to go on vacation and do all those other fun things. How do people get a hold of you, Kevin? Best way is the website, uh, mightyph.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day, my friend. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, yesterday, South Carolina beat UConn for their second national championship title in women's basketball. They also won back in 2017. But since 2000, the Huskies of UConn have won 10 national titles their last championship coming in 2016 how do you define a dynasty and when you consider gino ariema and the huskies dynasty in women's college basketball to be over uconn hasn't won a title since uh, 2016 um that being said i think this is more like their dynasty just kind of took a a little bit of a step back and i think they it would not surprise me if UConn won it next year. They they took a little bit of a hit when the Big East broke up. It seems like they're finding their foot. They're, they're kind of finding their way back to where they were and and kind of came close to that this year. 
It's a terrific dynasty. Women's basketball, it's easier to get a dynasty than the men's basketball because there aren't as many quality teams. But I don't think the UConn dynasty is dead just yet. I think what makes college basketball unique to every other sport is you've been to the AFC championship game. You've been to the NFC championship game. You've been to the NLCS, ALCS. That's not regarded in as high esteem as making it to the final four. Mm-hmm. Final four means something. Not always winning, winning a title is the most important. I get that. But making it to the final four is is the first benchmark, and it's a big one. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's about final fours as much as it is championships. And UConn, by the way, since they won their last championship, has still been to every final four right. since then. By the way, did you watch any of the broadcast yesterday where there was a big to-do about what one of the female broadcasters said? Um, no, I wasn't watching that. I, I was flying at the time, and so I missed it. Are you talking about Diana Taurasi's comment? Yes. That was, I think, in the Final Four, oh, not the championship yeah, right. game. The, uh, the Cocks are long. Yeah. Now, yeah, the Gamecocks. Well, we know, and, we know that. It was, yeah, and... and oh, boy, did that... Oh, excuse the pun, blow up on Twitter. Sue Bird and Kelsey Plum were both on with her. Their reactions, because you see them all kind of on split screen, are priceless. Like, right. Kelsey Plum has this like huge smile across her face, and right. Sue Bird pulls out her her red solo cup, and you see her kind of her eyes kind of dark. It was real. It was it was funny. I, it was really funny. Right. But I think Diana Taurasi knew what she was saying. She did, and yeah. quite, quite frankly, I won't get too deep into it. Yeah. But Sue Bird really doesn't care if the cocks are long, and I'll just l- let it go there. Yeah, he had to go there. Why, why does that matter? It doesn't. She doesn't care anyway, and that's okay. She's the she's the greatest female basketball player of all time, right? Diana yeah. Taurasi said she couldn't resist. It's a right. It's, yeah, it, it is. It's an easy right. joke, and it's, it's and the a joke. And the other thing is because the Manning cast is kind of the yes. template. We know on the Manning cast sometimes it gets a little blue. By the way, and it's acceptable. To get a little blue. By the way, we talk about power couples all the time, and I understand that we're getting off topic here. Is the greatest power couple in all of sports Sue Bird and Megan Rapino? Yes. I don't think. I don't. I don't think, think there's I, any that's close. I don't think so either. Except the one that's the one that would be closest would be tight end Zach Ertz and Julie and Julie Johnston Ertz on the U.S. National Soccer Team. Right. But here's the difference: Sue Bird is one of the. At worst, one of the three greatest women's ever. basketball players ever. Megan Rapino is one of the probably one of the five best women's soccer players from this country. Right. Ever. If you are You're a, talking about all you're talking about two all timers. So by, yes. And by the way, if you are a Sue Bird fan and I am, uh, there was a great profile about her on sixty minutes, I think a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Worth watching. Just in case you missed it, in honor of last night's Grammys and the MLB season starting this week, what would your walk-up song be if you were a pro ball player? Interesting. Hmm. I know what I would not want my uh, I, I know what I would not want my departure song to be. They're coming to take me away. Ha ha. Ha. I think I, I don't know. I'd probably um. I'd go. I'm not sure I would choose something that just gets me fired up, but just a song that that I like. I mean, I think uh, I think "Free Will" by Rush would be a really good song. I'm going to go with Green Day's "Do You Know Your Enemy." 
Okay. That's what I would go with because I like the riff at the beginning and I'm a big mm-hmm. Green Day fan. All right. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store and try out the appliances before you buy them. Mandy, she got a stackable washer and dryer, and that thing is an absolute beaut, a great piece of machinery. And uh, she got a great price. The service was fantastic as well. If you want to be as happy as her when it comes to working with Mountain High Appliance, you need to find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in denver coming up after the break eagles owner jeffrey lurie saying not drafting russell wilson is the biggest regret he has as an owner what should be the broncos biggest regret how about the rockies biggest regret nuggets biggest regret avs biggest regret we'll talk about it next Oh. 